I want to be completely honest with you and tell you that I'm recording this braless, no makeup, hair's crazy, still in my pajamas. And actually, that's probably the look I have most of these uh, recordings that I do with you. And when you're listening to me, if you picture me like that, um, you're accurate. It's accurate. So um, I'm just like you, friend. I want you to know that. Um, In fact, fun fact, this last week we went to a water park with our kids. And yes, we live in Minnesota. We just needed to get out of the house. Um, And so that's what we did. And the one thing our kids told their teachers and people at church about the entire week's experience was one thing. And that was actually two things that my mom swallowed her puke and she swore at our dad um both accurate as well um so listen to this episode i'll tell you why they said that at the very end (laughs) but friends this episode we're we're talking about real intimacy what is it what does it look like with god and within marriage So Heather Seguin is with us today. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified sex addiction therapist. And she does counseling over at clearchoicecounseling.com. She's incredible and I've referred so many people to her. And if you need anything regarding you and your husband, she's seriously your gal. She's incredible. But she's talking about real intimacy. What does it look like? I mean, how do we experience it? And it's so good. She's so wise. She's got years of experience and she's going to be your new bestie in about, I don't know, 2.2 minutes. Um, so stick with us. Let's, let's hear what Heather says and then I'll be back on at the end. You know, I was really thinking about, you know, what, what does real intimacy look like? And I, I think, uh, especially in the church, we're used to using intimacy as kind of a more delicate term for sex. <laughs> And so, uh, the truth is like, other than right now, when I tell you that I'm not going to talk about sex, I'm not going to talk about sex, uh, because real intimacy and sex are so completely different. You know, you can absolutely have intimacy without sex and you can have sex without intimacy. So I wish I could say that my relationship with God is the first thing I think about when I think about real intimacy, but it's not, (laughs) um, you know, I think I wish it was, but you know, real intimacy, the the thing that most comes to mind is when I think about how we relate to like newborn babies. Um, you know, those first few months where we're just like filled with wonder and we can watch them for, you know, for sure minutes at a time, sometimes just large chunks of time, just staring at them and, you know, watching them learn and play and we can look into their eyes and they gaze right back. Um, and there's just this like purity in that connection that like they're learning you and you're learning them and there's no agenda. Uh, there's no expectation. It's just this openness. And, you know, when they do something cute or even silly or even totally expected, it still fills you with joy and, you know, maybe a little bit of like surprise or wonder and like that awe that we have when we uh, interact with a, with a young baby. Um, that's intimacy. That is knowing and being known. It's just completely unscripted and raw and like full of potential, 
right? Because no, because neither person is coming to it with anything other than just being in that present moment, right in the here and now with no other focus. You're just completely in the moment with that baby. And, um, I think the purity of that, like that's real intimacy. And, um, when I think about our relationship with God, it's like, that's how he looks at us. Like scripture tells us that we are the apple of his eye. And, you know, that's metaphorical for being like the very center of the eye. And that's how he looks at us. There's like this loving gaze and it's so thoroughly uncomfortable. (laughs) You know, Um, I remember the first time, I don't even know if we were married or not. I think we were married. Um, The first time my husband looked at me, like really, really looked into my eyes and it was like a pure decision of my will to like stay engaged looking back because it was so uncomfortable. And I just wanted to be like, are we done yet? Are, are we done? Can I, can I be done now? <laughs> and I'm the therapist. You would think that I would be the one to would be like, Ooh, gushy, gushy things. Uh, but I wasn't because it was just like total attention and affection. And again, being really, really seen. And it felt so awkward and that's coming from another human. I mean, in so many ways, I think you really can't even fathom what that's like from God. I mean, I can quote a bunch of scriptures about what God says. You know, yes, we're the apple of his eye. And you look at, you know, Song of Solomon. And, you know, he says, with one look of your eye and with one jewel of your necklace, you've ravished my heart. And it's like, he's so completely, he being God, is so completely overcome by are very, very frail and what we would probably consider pathetic attempts to connect with him. (laughs) And yet he calls it lovely. And I think that like, it's really easy to lose track of that in our very distracted, preoccupied world. But I think that that's what makes our gaze even more precious to God is that in the midst of so many things that we could be consumed by, that we would choose to look on him. And he's completely overcome by that. And so I think that, that is real intimacy. And the truth is that he's always looking at us. Like there's never a question about where his gaze is. It's always like his gaze is always on me. And I absolutely forget that (laughs) pretty much every moment of every day. And I, I think that in order for us to really have real intimacy in our marriages, we have to know what it's like to receive the gaze of a God who is filled with extravagant love for us, whose eyes are always on us. And um, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it really, right? But that's like really, really being known and being loved exactly as you are. Like the same way that we look at those newborn babies, we're not expecting anything from them, right? <laughs> You know, I mean, if you're around any new parents, it's like, oh, they made a spit bubble or, you know, they, you know, make a squinty face when they poop. Like we're really enthralled with like the weirdest things, (laughs) but you know, that's, that's intimacy. It's like, I really know this little person and, you know, because of the way that I interact with them, they get to know me. And that is totally our relationship with God. I think he has so much affection for us that we really just have no idea. (laughs) And I think once we can really receive that fiery, passionate, consuming 
love of God that is found in his gaze, it makes us more able to have real intimacy with another person. You know, even my own husband just, gosh, I don't know, a month ago, you know, we were chatting and he started looking at me in that same way. And I was like, I'm a hundred percent in it and I can lock eyes and my heart is full with this is my husband and we are one and like feeling the, the connection of that totally different from the first time he looked at me that way. And that's the beauty of marriage really is that it's the person that you have covenanted your life with and, um, really being known and loved for who you are exactly as you are with all of your flaws and quirks and idiosyncrasies is so incredibly powerful. That's, that's real intimacy is, I mean, letting someone see you in your weaknesses, letting someone love you. You know, I think like we're so hungry for love and yet it's also scary to really be loved exactly as you are. I think for so many of us, it feels so foreign. We're, we're used to love with uh, expectations and, you know, parameters and to just be loved because we are with no strings attached is like liberating, but again, also scary. So I think we first have to experience that from God himself. We have to know what it's like to be loved by someone who is so unceasingly faithful. Um, and that in his gaze, we experience the freedom to be loved by a person and to love a person like really fully without expectation, without an agenda. You know, I was even thinking too, that the way that we look at babies, um, you know, I'll, I'll put on my therapist hat for a second. <laughs> um, you know, we as therapists, we call that attunement, right? It's, you know, my brain is connecting with their brain, right? We call it mirror neurons, which basically means that the same neurons that are firing in my brain are firing in my baby's brain, which is why when I giggle, they giggle. And when they make a goofy scrunched up face, I make a goofy scrunched up face, right? We kind of have this like reflexive relationship where we go back and forth and there's this unspoken mirroring of each other. And we call that attunement. And when a baby is attuned to really well, you know, when they have a parent who gets it, um, you know, we all miss it from time to time, right? You know, sometimes what we think is a poop face is just a goofy face, you know, um, but, you know, if you get it most of the time, that child will feel secure and attached in a, in a healthy, positive way. And they'll feel full of adventure and they'll be able to like take risks and explore because they have the safety of being able to come home. And I think that that's exactly what God desires from us, that we would go to him and have such a depth of attunement that we would let him gaze on us the way that we gaze on our children and that we would experience the power of his security and his consistency in showing up for us, that he is a God who does not let go. And not just that, he's a God who chases us, you know, is it Psalms 23? No, that's not it, is it? Yeah, it is, right? You know, surely goodness and mercy will follow me. The actual wording of it is that, you know, surely goodness and mercy will chase me down and overtake me. <laughs> like it's, it is a ferocious pursuit. His goodness and mercy will chase you down and overtake you. Like that is God. And, um, you know, he is so fully present with us in every single moment. And all he wants is for us to look, uh, I know I'm totally going off on 
intimacy with God, but like that's the that's where it all comes from. A real intimacy in marriage is not about sex. <laughs> and it's not about the number of years you've been together. And it's not about the number of challenges and o- things you had to overcome. You know, that's that's not intimacy. You know, people can go through lots of difficult circumstances together. And it, it sure, it gives you a bond. But that's not really intimacy. Intimacy is allowing yourself to really be known, to really be seen, and to be able to stand in the midst of being really loved and seen. So yeah, those are my thoughts on what real intimacy looks like. Again, such a blessing to share with you ladies. And um, I'm just going to pray for you. Father, I thank you that you are consuming fire and that you are a jealous God. Not in the way that we as humans understand jealousy, but that you are jealous for us that your desire for us is so powerful that it consumes you to chase after us, that your eyes are always on us and you are filled with delight at every glance of our eyes. You are so ravished by the slightest bit of attention and you are worthy of so much more, but you're moved by so little you have so much compassion for us. And I thank you for that. And I ask that for everyone listening to this today, that you would consume their hearts with the fire of your eyes, that they would know the depth of your love, the height and width and length and breadth that we have in Jesus, our Lord, our savior, who gives us access to you as our heavenly father, that we have such security in your gaze And God, I ask that you would bring us in our marriages closer to our husbands, that we would experience your fire even in the midst of our marriages, that the purity of your gaze, that raw, unfiltered, secure, attuned, connected attachment would fill our families, would fill our marriages in the name of Jesus. Amen. Heather, we love you. Thank you for sharing your heart and what real intimacy is. I love what she shared about the fact that intimacy is knowing and being known. It's being attuned to. It's being seen and receiving the consistency of intimacy that can only come from Christ, that real deep intimacy of being known by our creator, that allows us to be able to receive intimacy from another person, aka mostly our husbands, right? So I love that. And I love what she said when she spoke specifically about receiving intimacy, the consistent intimacy from Christ, this kind of oneness, this connection that comes only from Christ, that is what we can count on. That never changes. And that is always available to us because he is that good. He is running after us. He, he does that for us. He provides that for us. We don't have to work at it. We get to go to him and enjoy it. It's who he is. And so are we doing that? Are are we with him? Are we experiencing that closeness with him? And when we are, we're more able to experience that, to receive that from our husbands, to engage that, to initiate that with our husbands. So I just 
love that she has that in the right order. I think it's easy for us to desire and crave connection with our husband by bypassing the most important connection, which is with our creator. If you have not read our book, Dear Wife, 10 Minute Invitations to Practice Connection with Your Husband, I encourage you to go get that. That's literally what the book is for. 10 minute, quick, easy invitations for you, the busy woman to connect with God and then really go to your husband and create that connection with him based on what you just learned about God. So, so good. So go get that. Um, but I just thank you, Heather, again, for being with us. Uh, you can find her at clearchoicecounseling.com. We'll link to her in the show notes. You'll be hearing more from her later on this year. She's going to be talking about porn. If you've, if your husband has struggled with it, if you've looked at it in the past, she is, again, she's a sex addiction therapist. She's amazing. So she's going to be talking about all of that and healing after betrayal and oh, so, so, so good. So stick with us for that. But I want to go back to something I said in the intro of this episode. If you were listening to that, I said that the, the things that our, our kids took away from our great uh, vacation at the water park this last week was the fact that mom swallowed her vomit and swore at dad. And I'm not proud of that. Um, but I did want to share that because it's actually really interesting. You know, when we got home, we, we went to church the next day. And that's, again, what they shared, right? And in that very moment of our kids sharing that, I had this this flicker, this instant like rush of, oh, I shouldn't, I, I don't want people knowing that about me, right? I'm not proud of that. And I'm not proud of that, right? The whole vomit thing, I'll explain that in a second. But I'm not proud of the fact that I swore at my husband, right? Okay. Um, and, and it reminded me though, then just after that flood of like, I don't want people to know, like, that's ugly. I don't want people to know that of like, you know what? That, that, yeah, yeah, that, that, that did happen. And I'm not proud of it yet. I'm also on this journey, right? And I'm human. And the, it reminds me that the only real consistency on this planet that we can ever experience, we will not find that in our husbands. We will not find every time we look for that kind of consistency that our hearts and souls crave. Whenever we look for that in our husbands, we're going to, we're going to be disappointed. And before I knew Jesus, that's exactly how I was living my life. I counted on him to be for me this consistent thing, this consistent source of love, satisfaction, fulfillment, and he couldn't do it. As hard as he tried, he couldn't do it. He was not that because he wasn't designed to be that, but I did not know that. And this real intimacy can only be found, friend, when you stop looking here on earth, this earth, whether it's in your possessions, whether it's in your job, how much money you have, what your house looks like, and your husband and your kids and your anything, you're, you're not going to experience that deep sense of pleasure and fulfillment because you're looking in the wrong place. And it's easy to remember that. And I, th- I felt, you know, embarrassed by what I said and what I did, but honestly, it's a good reminder, right? Uh, I am. I am ugly and it is good because God says, that's why I came for you, Amanda. You, it's okay. Like it's not okay, but I'm here. Grace, my grace covers that. And your heart is for me. Repent of that. Apologize to your husband and girl, let's get moving. 
And so the, the reason I ended up vomiting, um, my daughter and her friends actually <laughs> talked me into, I'm blaming them. They did though. They talked me into going down this slide. I didn't know much about the slide. So I walk up all these stairs halfway through. I'm like, I look up, I see all the stairs yet to come and I say, no way. There's absolutely no way. I start turning around. They pull my arms back. I'm like, okay, oh, my stars, right? These are like teenage, preteen girls. Like if they can do it, I can do it. My son who's eight, he went down it, whatever. Like I can do it. So I get up to the top. My husband's up there and he sees me. He laughs. I'm like, what's so funny, right? And so he gets on the tube. He's like, he, you, why don't you just come just with me? I'm like, okay. So I get on the tube and we start going down. And literally like two seconds in, my husband goes, okay, hold on. It's about to get real fast. And he starts giggling and I'm like, huh? And I mean, after that, I have a weak stomach, friends. I, f- I puke on the Ferris wheel. Okay. Uh, it's not good. So he, all of a sudden it just poof, drops. It drops for, it felt like a long time. And then it shot us back way up and then way back down and way up on the other side. Like it was a, I come to find out it's like called the tornado. Like literally outside the building, it looks like a tornado. And so it like whoops you around. And then there's another drop. And I was just swallowing my puke the whole time. Finally, when it slowed down, I swore to my husband, I'm like, I can't believe you got me on this slide. And I was like crying and swallowing my puke. And uh yeah, so I'm not proud of that. But um I'm not consistent, friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So there's that. And um, rest assured that we have these parts of us that are human. And that's why we're not Jesus. And Jesus came for that. And so um, we continually surrender our lives to Jesus. And he helps us. The Holy Spirit in us helps us. Okay, friends, I love you. Um, I'm so glad that you love us and love me and all my ugly. Because he's so good. He's so good there. Um but friend, I just, I honestly thank you for being here. If if these episodes are helpful in any way, would you please leave a review? Um, it takes just a couple minutes and it, it helps other wives find this encouragement, this biblical encouragement. Uh, so please, would you do that or send this episode to a friend if it was helpful? We love you so much and you rock and we're here for you. So love you and we will be back next week.